Hello and welcome everyone, it's Jamie G here, thank you so much for joining me. Today what I'm going to be covering is a personal story about how I managed to break into the financial markets as a career path without any prior knowledge or experience and I didn't even finish high school, I don't have any formal qualifications and uh, this is a story about how I got into that and a couple of key takeaways that you can actually apply to your own business. So anyway, I look forward to catching up with you guys right after this. Alrighty, welcome back guys. Now, for those of you that are new here, my name is Jamie G. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online, and pretty much all things digital. If that's of interest to yourself, I'd love to have you guys subscribe. Or alternatively, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. I look forward to seeing you guys around the web. What I'm talking about today, it's a personal story, and uh, although, of course, I am talking about myself, there's a couple of really important key details you can take away from this and apply to your own business and your own life. And I guess the idea of me talking about this allows me to, I guess, hone in on the actual steps that were taken in order to basically get to where I wanted to go at the time. Because I haven't been very good at necessarily applying that same formula to some of the other things I've tried in my life. So what am I talking about anyway? Well, Back in uh, 2006, I just arrived in uh, Melbourne, Australia, a couple of months prior, actually probably seven months prior, I, was, I arrived in March 2005, so early 2006, I'd been tra trading the financial markets for quite a number of years, I owned shares as young as 18, uh, 19, sorry, I apologise, so I was sort of, had an interest in, in that field anyway, I'd also traded uh, things like foreign exchange with, uh, I guess, limited success. And I found the financial markets incredibly exciting. I just knew that they were potential pathway to financial success. So in 2006, I started trading with a particular company and they were based here in Melbourne at the time. I believe they still are actually, <laughs> uh, called IG Markets. And uh, they're actually one of the world's largest foreign exchange brokers. they well, the largest CFD provider in the world, which uh, stands for Contracts for Difference, if you're unfamiliar with that. It's a uh, type of leveraged instrument to trade the financial markets. I won't go into that. It's probably not really important for the story. But anyway, I started trading those with a, a degree of success and a degree of failure along the way as well. And I knew that I wanted to get involved in the industry. I, I thought, in my mind, if I can work for one of these companies, I can learn more, I can become a better trader, and eventually I can leave and start trading, either day trading or longer term trading on my own accord. And not make the same mistakes I kept making that kept stuffing me up. So from 2006 right through to when I did end up working for this company in 2008, a couple of things happened. I was determined to make it into that industry. And up until this point, I had never had any admin type roles. I'd never worked in an office. I'd always had manual labor type roles. I worked in a, a gold mine for a number of years. I delivered yachts with my father. I had some e-commerce experience because my mother had uh, set up her own e-commerce store in 1997. If you've been following along, you might have heard me talk about that a little bit. I've done other kind of odd jobs. I, I worked at a, uh, factories, fish factories. Uh, what else? 
biosecurity, I did pest control, which basically involved me walking around the hills. So, uh, and then when I came to Australia, I did construction labouring. Again, that was roughly about six or eight months worth. And then I thought, well, I want to break into something that I can actually use my head. Because even though I finished school, I uh, didn't even finish the, the last year of high school. I left halfway through. Uh, I have no formal qualifications. But I was determined to get involved in a different industry, something that would allow me to use my brain and I guess my potential resources and knowledge that I had on different things. So at that point, I was working in real estate. I actually managed to get a job, paid about 20000 a year. It was absolutely horrendous. Very, 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 very stressful role uh, dealing with property management type stuff. So that was my gateway into, I guess, the corporate world. It wasn't the most glamorous role, but uh, worked with some really beautiful, wonderful people. And uh, we had a really nice team. But I was always knew, even as soon as I started in that role, that my passion wasn't in real estate, not in that degree. It was more involved in the markets. So here's what I did. I started trading with a company, as I mentioned, and I decided that I was going to work for them. I decided that that was what was going to happen. And so over the course of about two and a half years, I ended up applying for about five different roles within that same company. Sometimes I'd make it past the recruiter and I'd actually get an interview. Other times I wouldn't make, make it past the recruiter because they couldn't see that I had any relevant experience compared to these young kids that were coming in with finance degrees and masters of business and all that sort of stuff. Economics, applied finance, things that they felt were relevant. They didn't think my skills and the fact that I was determined was relevant. So anyway, like I say, five different uh, positions I went for, rejected for all five, but I still held hope. And even ironically, the job that I didn't end up getting, so that didn't make sense, the job that I did end up get, get? The, the, the time that I was actually employed by the company, I actually didn't even get that job. And I'll explain what I mean there. Basically, I had gone in for multiple interviews and I had a what I thought a really good rapport with the the then manager and the HR manager. But unfortunately, as per the other five times or six times by this stage, there was two other people that were employed ahead of me who both had degrees in finance. So one of the only good things that was to come out of the GFC is when uh, there's volatility in the markets, it means that those types of companies are usually incredibly busy because everyone wants to trade and short sell and make money off a, a very volatile market. It becomes very attractive for people to put their money into those types of things. So basically, I didn't get the job. And the recruiter at the time really stuffed me around. I uh, Basically, I was overseas at the time, and um, he just decided to ghost me, which was fine. You know, that's what it is. I, I find it I think it's very weak for people to ghost other people. I think it's a cowardly way to deal with things. So uh, I basically said to him, look, I, I don't even care if I've got the job or not, uh, but, you know, you need to let me know at some stage. But he was ignoring me. And uh, because I was over in the Philippines on, on this holiday with my then-girlfriend, uh, he never responded. He never picked up his phone. 
And all the meantime, I'd sent him a nice bottle of whiskey to say, thanks, it's been great to deal with you. And I obviously regretted that after that point. Not that I had the job at that point. I just said he was, seemed like a really nice guy and he was really helpful. So I thought, you know what, I'm happy to, uh, happy to fork out and give him something that I think will, uh, that he'd appreciate for all his hard efforts, regardless of what the, the results and outcomes are. So because I was overseas and uh, I hadn't heard from him, I, the, the risk for me was that if I didn't keep applying for jobs, then I would come back to nothing and I'd be flat broke. So I basically did something that is not very popular and I went directly to the company, which I should have done to start with, to be honest. And I went to the company and they said, oh, actually, no, I'm really sorry. We actually informed him about three weeks ago that, no, we've hired someone else. I thought, okay, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty, pretty bad. Anyway, I was pretty frustrated, as, as you would imagine. And so then finally he decides to contact me. And, you know, you shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. I thought, you absolute coward if you'd just let me know what you were doing. In his mind, he thought he was working on something else. So anyway, that's a kind of a side. Not bitter about it now, but I was at the time. <laughs> anyway, he uh, when I came back from holiday, I was uh, asked to come in for yet another interview. And I thought, okay, I can, I can do that. I don't know why, because I've, as far as I'm concerned, I haven't got the job. But sure, I'll come in. I came in, I had no expectations because I thought that I didn't have the job and that I guess as a result I was pretty relaxed and had good rapport with the people that were inter interviewing me. And at the end of the inter interview they said, look, we'd like you to, to give you a, a go. Um, when can you start? And I thought, cool, that sounds great. I've finally achieved my goal. It took me two and a half years, but I finally have a foot in the door. So uh, the date that I started was the 16th of September 2008 and the reason why I remember that date so clearly is because Lemons Brothers, the big bank in the US, actually collapsed on the 15th. So my baptism of fire in this place was walking into a scene very similar to that of the movie Boiler Room. There's people yelling across the desk, they were yelling orders, they were yeah, lots of yelling, lots of phone calls, lots of incredibly angry people because they were losing money due to margin calls, things like that. And uh, I was told to read the product disclosure statement, get comfortable with the, a couple of the systems that they used, and uh, jump on the phones and help out. So I did. I worked my butt off. I read through the entire website multiple times. I'd, I'd go home that night and read through the product disclosure statement. I internalized absolutely everything I possibly could about the financial markets, about the trading platform that they were using, about the internal systems that they had, about the legislation, about how to analyze the markets, about how to operate different types of software related to the markets. And through this incredibly stressful time over roughly about five or six months, it wasn't long before people started asking me questions. Jamie, what is the... Uh, swap rate on that instrument jamie when does the uh, futures market expire for this contract jamie which one is a, a put and which one is a call when you're referring to options sometimes simple sometimes complex 
but I became the one of the go-to people for information because I knew so much. And I had fast-tracked my own learning. And the reason why I did all this because I knew I don't have a degree, I don't have any experience in this industry, I don't have any formal qualifications at all. And growing up, I thought I was pretty stupid. So to work in something like finance, which is obviously pretty fast-paced, you need to be pretty good with numbers. And like I say, the prerequisites are usually that you need a degree or a master's of some kind. I knew going into that role, I was the underdog. And as a result, I knew that I needed to somehow differentiate myself. And I also found it fascinating. I wanted to learn more. So I absorbed the knowledge and I absorbed everything I absolutely could. And it came a point, like I say, where I became the subject matter, matter expert. And then I managed to get a promotion and then I became the subject matter expert there as well. And I really enjoyed my time. But the entire essence of what I'm talking about here, I guess, is the fact that I made a decision of what I was going to do, and that was to work for this company because I wanted to be in the financial markets. I didn't lose sight of that. I didn't. I got discouraged, but I didn't get overly discouraged when I went for five different interviews and rejected all five times. Not that that's really that many, but for one company it probably is. I didn't get discouraged when I was told that two people with finance degrees got hired ahead of me both of which lasted around three weeks each. (laughs) Um, I didn't get discouraged at all. I thought, cool, this is a stepping stone. I need to learn some more stuff. It's disappointing. It sucks. I'll deal with it, but it's just a stepping stone. There's other things I can take away from all this and move forward. So I made that decision that, yes, I am going to work for this company no matter what. And that's what came to fruition. And I guess the key takeaway, and this is something that perhaps I haven't been as good at applying to other areas of my life, but the key takeaway in all that is when you make that decision and you just decide it is this is what I am going to do, no matter what, and you know that it's an, an inevitability that this will happen, and you absorb everything you can because you don't want anyone to go, no, it's because you don't know enough. Or well, the reason why we're letting you go is because you don't have a finance degree or a formal education or you're lacking the intelligence to keep up with everyone in this role. And when you make that decision, it's incredibly powerful because it just d- clicks something in your brain. Your brain just kind of goes, all right, fine. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's uh, get the old universe involved. And uh, we'll make this thing happen, shall we? And when you have that as your definite purpose, doors start to open and you will have setbacks along the way. You will have times when it sucks. You wonder why you're doing it. You wonder if talking to your phone (laughs) and walking around your living room while you're trying to dictate down your thoughts is a good thing to do. Is anyone going to listen? Does that even matter? Is what you're talking about actually important? Do people care what you say? For me, I don't care. I know that what I have is valuable. I know that I can help people out. And I know that somewhere in these lessons, there's some nuggets of gold that someone's going to run with and they're going to go, oh, 
Jamie's not so crazy after all. I can relate to that. I like this dude. <laughs> he seems to provide value. So that's hopefully something that you guys can stew on for a little bit. Apply it to your own lives, your own affiliate business or your own business in general. There's that definiteness of purpose. I will become a successful affiliate. I will earn this much. It is going to happen. It's just an inevitable fact and a byproduct of the work that I'm prepared to put in. I will learn everything I can and apply that knowledge, not just learn, but apply it over and over and over again and keep honing in my craft and learning and adjusting and becoming better, treating it like a business, and moving forward. And that is how you will find success. And that's it for today. I just wanted to get this out there. I think it's a, a sort of a valuable lesson for a lot of people to absorb. And I thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, if you've got some value out of this, you'd be interested in joining my Facebook group or finding me on YouTube. You're welcome to. I'll leave links below this. Anyway, that's it for me, guys. I appreciate you listening. And uh, I'll see you guys around the web. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.